Welcome to Run With It, Canada's running fitness and health program. On this month's episode, I was in conversation with professional actor Charles Andrew Payne, who talks about his latest role and his passion for running. But first, let's go to our sports doctor is in segment. Check this out. Joining me is Dr. Bob Weil, known as Dr. Bob, who is a respected sports podiatrist and radio host of The Sports Doctor. He's back on the show for the Sports Doctor is in segment on Run With It. Welcome back, Dr. Bob. And we are live from Chicago and Vancouver. Absolutely. What a mixture of accents, in my uh, professional opinion. It's always great to be here uh, and talk about always uh, some important topics when we're dealing with anything sports medicine, uh, health and wellness. Yes. And this month's topic, we're talking about the importance of cross-training. And what are the benefits? Well, you know, over the years, I've seen runners for since they started. <laughs> uh, and it becoming such a big deal. And for decades, it was virtually impossible to get any runner at any competitive level to include strength training. Uh, you know, whether you wanted to call it weightlifting or working in the machines, working in the gym, the runner said, if I want to be a better runner, I want to do more running. And it was a recipe for all sorts of problems, overuse problems. My famous late great therapist, Bob Guida, uh, who, who saw the best athletes in the world would say, what is with these runners? They're all hunched over. You know, you get them to work their posture. We got to so cross training, even for runners. Uh, has become very, very important, as it is um, uh, for almost uh, any particular sport, which is to strengthen the areas that you're depending on. Again, in a runner, the core is so key. Uh, you know, feet and ankles are key. And so is the understanding of what your particular history is. If you've had a history of problems, almost always the the cross-training, again, which is to mix in Famous cross-training is riding the bike. For instance, a runner who's, you know, running and already had with their knee problems or their back or the foot ankle concerns, and we're looking to add intelligent rest, we want to back off, then we might say that was the evolution of, of cross-training. And by the way, you could also swim. Yes. And these were two great cross-training. And you know what happened, Christine? <laughs> Triathlons were invented. <laughs> I don't want to age myself. Think about, yes, it was, holy cow. I mean, this is really, really great. Let's make a contest out of it uh, in, in so many ways. But the idea of adding uh, strength training, stability and balance work in order to be able to try to do the two things everybody cares about, which is, can I stay out of trouble? Can I prevent injuries? 50% of your running uh, community deals with some sort of overuse problem. And again, so the question, are you in the best shoe? On the question, again, are you got a history of problems? Uh, if we could add the fact, whether you like going to the gym a couple times a week, whether you say, I want to swim a few times a week, whether you say, you know, I'm joining a yoga class, you know, mind, body also is very, even in some instances, dance, although I'm not a big dance fan, cross training for runners, because it's more pounding. Mm -hmm. So we want to do something that that's not pounding. But the idea 
of cross-training being one of our biggest weapons to prevent trouble uh, uh, continues to gain very, very um, uh, good momentum. And I think it's very important. Yes. You know, as a runner, I love walking. I also love the elliptical. What do you think of the elliptical, Dr. Bob? I'm a great fan. It's again, the, the, the elliptical is not weight bearing. And so when someone says, you know, I wanted to add even walking or being aggressive on the treadmill or whatever, but I still, you know, my back sore or whatever. The elliptical is a whole different concept, which is not with weight bearing. Hmm. So it's a, usually it's a very, very good. So is rowing machine. So is circuit training where we're talking about somebody doing machines, moving from one machine to another, doing an arm exercise, doing a leg exercise, standing on a balance board, doing core work, going back to shoulders, going back to et cetera, et cetera, is a very, very uh, effective way, uh, again, to strengthen all of these areas, uh, but to include it. And again, that's why I told the funny story about runners. It's a change ball game today. There's not a serious runner at any level who's not paying big attention to the cross training uh, uh, and, and strength training to try to enhance their performance. Hey, you want to be quicker, faster, stronger, then you want to include strength training. How you define strength training Again, it, it, uh, get some good advice from your physical therapist. What's a good home program for me as a runner, Christine? Or what's a great program for my son or daughter who's a serious tennis player or they're running cross country and we want to try to stay out of trouble or we want to try to deal with his shin splints, et cetera, et cetera. Again, the cross training then becomes, again, interacting with uh, the strength training concepts. Dr. Bob, for people who want to tune into your show, um, where can they go? Let me show my book. Yes. Hey Hashtag Parents. Hey Sports Parents uh, is such a, a major contributor to parents who are dealing at any level with their children in sports. It's got some great cartoons in it also. Uh, uh, my co-author, Sharky's Artman, is a Hall of Fame volleyball player, has coached for years and uh, the combination of what's important to a parent in uh, so-called sports parenting 101, what's the level, how serious should my son or daughter be, what about competition, et cetera, et cetera. And the second part of the book, we talk about staying away from injuries the sports doctor's in. Very importantly, third section, we have contributions from experts in eight areas, nutrition, physical training, mental training. So if people go to sportsdoctorradio.com, uh, they can go to the radio shows and look back over years. They'll catch you a dozen times <laughs> over the past couple of years, spread out. And other great, great uh, guests and so many different topics. We have thousands of followers, lots of action, sports medicine information with Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, and with crazy Twitter, they can follow me. At, at Sports Doc, uh, DOC Radio. And again, I always enjoy my segments with you guys. Uh, you have a great group of doctors you deal with, other um, experts, and uh, we like to get our two cents in uh, with the Sports Doctors In segment, Christine. Thank you, Dr. Bob, and looking forward to next month. 
Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. I'm excited to have with me today as my guest, Charles Andrew Kane. Charles is an accomplished actor, comedian, writer, motivational speaker, and fitness enthusiast. And he's here today to talk about his latest role in Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, and how does he maintain his healthy lifestyle? Welcome, Charles. Yeah, you, you, thank you very much. Really appreciate you having me. You know, I'm always when people start doing doing an introduction to me, I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, con congratulations on your latest role as Pastor Bruce Barnes. What attracted you to the role? I love that you asked that question. What attracted me to the role? Um, you know, sometimes you get a script and immediately you 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 go, I can step into this. He is, and for me in the storytelling, it's about the humanity and the human connection. And this guy is going through crisis of spirituality, a crisis of humanity, you know, and so for me, the, the breakdown for me is, okay, what does he have that's happening to him that I can relate to, or I can imagine the relation to, and it was, if you woke up in the morning, and your wife and your child is gone, how would that make you feel? I have a wife and two kids, how would that make me feel? And the emotionality that came with that, I was like, yeah, well, I'd be devastated. I'd probably spiral out like he did. And then, so I was like, yeah, I can, I can totally understand this. I could absolutely embrace this. And it'd be a joy to bring him to life. So. <laughs> yes. I mean, the film, the movie is gripping. It's, it's, it really makes you think about how you are, how you relate to other humans and mm -hmm questions your spirituality your, your you know trusting in god um but was it like i know you've played a reverend right in miracle yes. in, in east texas yes so from that as playing a reverend was it an easy like was it a transferable skill like to get as a pastor <laughs> um you would think it would be, but it's not. They're completely different characters in the sense, well, you know, Miracle in East Texas, another film directed by Kevin Sorbo, um, is a period piece. Times were different in the 1930s. And Reverend Reese is the figurehead and the center of his community, the place where people go to for not just spiritual guidance, but just guidance in general, right? Um, that's about as far as the two characters have in common, because as a pastor, you're also a, a, a spiritual guidance for, for people. But where Pastor Barnes did not 100% believe the words that he was preaching on a, on a reef, Reverend Reese is a dyed-in-the-wool true believer. <laughs> so, you know, and also, you know, Reverend Reese was a old-school Evangel evangelist like there were some scenes in there where I got to be at the pulpit and preach like an old school evang evangelical preacher oh my god that was fun <laughs> right? and yeah. pastor 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 Barnes modern day you know for him it's kind of a job 
he he's not a full true believer until this crisis happens and then all the things that he's been half-heartedly presenting becomes very real to him and he has to go through this arc of what do i believe what's my relationship with god how do i grow from this and that's the beauty of the character is the arc that he goes through as you know as a, as a human being trying to you know reconnect with your spirituality reconnect and, and oh all this stuff is real in his reality so yeah that you know again that's why we tell stories yes no <laughs> and i mean you've worked with Kevin Sorrow twice so three times twice <laughs> so yeah so i mean it's wonderful tell us about what's it like well i've worked with him three times so when he was on uh, the tv series andromeda i did a guest star on there as a character named Daniluk, who was a space bounty hunter, and what fun to get to be, you know, in space in an alternate reality. That's kind of cool. And then years later, um, you know, Miracle in East Texas came along, and I got an opportunity to do that. And then shortly after that, you know, here comes Left Behind, and I got, you know, to work with him and his wife again, and his son. And you know what? Kevin is a, at least to me, I know there's the public, persona and blah, 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 but he has been civil, he's been kind, he's very generous as a, as a director, generous as an actor, and he trusted me to bring the character to life in my interpretation. He'd say, and he'd say so in this scene, what are you thinking? What's he, what's he doing? What's he feeling? And that's what you want on a set, right, is the repartee to be able to go, we are two creative individuals taking words off a page, bringing it to life, right? So... Yes, and you know, the thing too is like, um, was there like a favorite part in the film? Like, did you enjoy most? I see you're lying in the church down on the mm-hmm. bench, I call it, I would call it. And then you're, is there like, you know, a favorite scene? Um, it is the thing with Left Behind, uh, which is in theaters today. <laughs> um, that it was that. The most difficult part of that, because sometimes as an actor, the fact that I'm also I'm a comedian, I like to ad lib. Um, but with Left Behind, because a lot of my dialogue is scripture based, I had to be word perfect. Yes. It's a lot of dialogue to turn through and memorize, and you have no leeway to add a little, you know to a word here because it flows out of your mouth different that way those are things that actors do no no it had to be word perfect but there were times that it wasn't scripture that i ad-libbed some stuff or you know and there, i won't give it away in the scene but there are some scenes in there where kevin just let me run and that's when it was the most fun because it's like oh camera's still rolling there's a crowd he's up here preaching we run out of dialogue but the camera's still let's just make some stuff up charles and kevin's like just go ahead (laughs) yes i mean as a you know accomplished comedian i mean i mean it's just what you bring to as an actor it is transferable right i mean it's just 100 100 percent um, I'll tell you a quick story. What the, the, the most fun I've ever had when a, when a director has allowed me to do that, it was a number of years ago. I did a two-episode arc on a show called The L Word. And the director let me ad-lib this scene. 
And take after take after take, I would just make stuff up. I keep it within the same realm, beginning, middle, and end, but I would I was just riffing and she she goes, Okay, we have to stop. My sides hurt. I'm laughing so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, so you know, Charles, like what do you want um, people to take away from the film? What I want is go to see the film. Whether you you know it's 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 a faith based film, so a lot of people go, oh, you know, that's not for me. It's more about the story, and what's really cool that the writers did is they they they've taken stuff out of the headlines and put it into the story. So there's reference to COVID, there's reference to cryptocurrency, there's reference to all of those things. So even if you're not, you know. In, involved in the faith, you kind of go, oh, that resonated. I saw something about that. I saw something similar on the news, I, right? What I want them to take away is we need to get back to civility. We need to get back to being nice to each other. We need to get back to that there's still hope. There's still redemption. There's still, those are all true human connection things throughout the film that make it you know, yes, there's adversity. Yes, there's conflict that's necessary in storytelling. But if you walk away from this and go, you know what, whether I believe in the rapture or any of those things, but still, I recognize that these are some common things that are happening in our world today. And maybe we can change it if we just go back to the basics of be kind. Don't do any harm, right? Start there. And then go from there because that's that's what I want you to take away. Yes, there's still hope, even if the world seems wrong and the, the, what we're being inundated with the news and the social media and the divisiveness and all that. If you toss all of that out, we go back to the basics of being kind to each other and respectful to each other because we share space on the planet. Think how much further along we would be. That's what I want. <laughs> so yes, yes. I mean, was there a funny moment or like let's go back behind the scenes like tell us about was there like a funny moment that you had and it's not in the film maybe oh <laughs> christine when i show up on a movie set people always ask me you know why you've got the you always seem so happy every day mm -hmm. and i say to them i'm a canadian actor that's working I'm a Canadian actor on a movie. Are you kidding me? Good morning. <laughs> right? That's who I am. And I like to have fun with the, with the cast and with the crew. And sometimes, you know, when you're filming, it can be long days, you know, 10, 12 hour days. So sometimes when I'm on set just for fun, especially if we've been going for a while and you can tell that the energy around the room, I do this silly thing. And now I'm going to give it away to people. I start singing, you know, this is the scene that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. Some people started filming it, not knowing what it was. And we'll continue filming it forever just because. And then, of course, the crew will sometimes start in on it. And then everybody's singing. We're all laughing. And, you know, oh, levity's been brought back. <laughs> That's wonderful. You know, it's so important to work well as a team to, yeah. you know, because everyone's doing, you know, playing their characters um, and, you know, making the film, you know, the best they can. And, and it's released today, right? 
Yes, released today in theaters in Calgary. On it's fifteen hundred theaters between Canada and the U.S. And if you go to the leftbehind.com website and pick on tickets, then you can put in your postal code, and it'll tell you if there's a theater it's playing in close to where you live. So. Oh, wonderful! And Charles, I want to talk about your running. Yes, and you're a cook too. So tell us. <laughs> okay, so. I have to go back in time to tell you my running story. So in high school, post-secondary, I ran track and field. I'm a sprinter by nature. So that's, you know, I've always been an athlete, been a sprinter. Then, you know, you get out of school and you're no longer in organized sports, so you no longer work out. So I started, you know, and I decided that I wanted to, I wanted to run the marathon. I wanted to run the Vancouver Marathon. So I joined up with the with the running room and joined a running club and we trained for it. And and the first day I went running out with the group, I remember the, the coach looked at me and says, Charles, where are you going? I said, What do you mean? He goes, You know it's a marathon, right? Why are you going so fast? <laughs> That's not sustainable. They were going at such a slow pace. And I'm a sprinter, so I'm used to running. And he says, no, I had to relearn how to run. And I joined a group, you know, from, from it's called, you know, from couch to, to, to marathon. So basically, you know, you run for a few minutes, walk for a few minutes. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. And even when we were running, the pacing was so slow, but I learned, I had to relearn and rewire my brain to pace yourself out and taking breaks. I did not know. I thought, you know, you, it, it signified you were in poor shape. If you just couldn't go, you know, we're doing, we're doing a 5k run, you run the whole 5k and they're like, no, no, no. Thanks for watching. If you have a question or comment about today's episode, go to our website, which is runwithit.ca. Until next time, run with it. Run With It is sponsored by The Real Theatre, Harmony Sense Interiors, Mallory's Fashion Network, and Craft Academy Hair.